This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, December 11th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, it can mean only one thing. Dwayne Long checks in. Dwayne, it has been dark and gray in the Gem City for days. Have you seen the sun in Columbus? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. If you know where it is, please tell it to uh, come back up this way just for a little while. One day, my Lord, this is crazy how just endless gray. Oh my! I just saw a thing where Columbus is the seventh gloomiest city in the United States, and I said, uh, "Yeah." Uh, and if you ask people from Columbus, we already knew that. And people who complain about Ohio weather and being gray all the time and stuff, the last three days would be your anecdotal proof of the fact that the weather here just sucks, man. The weather doesn't suck in Arizona. The Buckeyes are headed there to the Fiesta Bowl. They will take on Clemson. Ohio State dropped to number two on the college football playoff rankings. We've had plenty of chatter about this, Dwayne. If Ohio State had been the number one seed and faced Oklahoma, who do you believe they would have faced in the championship game if they had beaten the Sooners? Uh, I would say say Clemson. Uh, The reason being... Clemson is the only other team other than Ohio State that has any concept of how to play defense. Uh, I think that that is why the Buckeyes win this thing is because it is without question the toughest defense of the Final Four plus an explosive offense. You know, it isn't like uh, Ohio State has to use that defense to keep the score down. Well, uh, you guys try to stop this offense. And I don't know. Clemson's the only one that has any shot at, at uh, shutting down the the uh, Buckeye offense, and I don't think anybody can do that. So um, <coughs> when think about when we won it in, in 2014, what happened there? Well, we had our tougher game in the semifinal against Alabama. It was pretty much Buckeyes just smacking Oregon around the field in the final. And I could see that happening against LSU. LSU's defense is just it's it's Swiss cheese. It's just not very good. They're gonna have a hard time keeping the Buckeyes from scoring. And I think that we can do something about uh Mr. Burrow and uh you know, uh bring it to an end there. He's uh had a magnificent run, and if you're an Ohioan, you're you're proud of the kid for what he's done, but uh, that's going to end here uh, very soon. See, I agree with you that Clemson would be favored over LSU. So what that means is ultimately Ohio State would have to go through Clemson to win the national championship, regardless if it was in the first game or the second game. 
And like you said, I would much rather play Clemson in the first game. You're going to get Ohio State's healthiest shot. Okay, we want our best against Clemson. But the way it's worked out, I actually think increases Ohio State's chances of winning it. I do think they match up better with LSU, and they need to give Clemson their healthiest, best shot. You're Sean Wade's of the world. Everyone else is dealing with a nagging injury. So, do you think it was fair that Ohio State dropped to number two? I think it was it was fair. I don't know if it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Because here, here, look at how this thing's unfolded, Dan. Uh, Ohio State and LSU have been jockeying number one, you know, depending on what poll you were looking at for a while. And then when the committee came out, LSU was one, Ohio State was two. And then Ohio State eventually took over for LSU. And really, when you look at it, it shows how closely these teams are uh, – evaluated, ranked, however you want to, whatever term you want to use, by the committee that, uh, you know, one game determined it. You know, we, we beat uh, Wisconsin. When we beat Wisconsin, or excuse me, when we beat Penn State, we we flopped positions. We took over for LSU. Why? Because at that point we had played a better schedule. Next weekend, we beat Michigan at Michigan. Well, uh, that was better than LSU beating Texas A&M on their home field. So we stayed number one. Now we come back and LSU takes the number four team in their in, in the committee's rankings and handles them pretty easily. I watched the game. Uh, Georgia just offensively, I don't know. They're putrid. Uh, they just got nothing done, especially in the passing game. If they can't just take the ball and run it at you, and uh, and let their defense keep you from scoring. They're, they they just don't have the passing game, uh, and LSU just just handled them. Uh, and we had to come from behind to beat Wisconsin. So it shows more than anything. These teams were probably more one A and one B on the uh, committee's board than than one and two. It, you know you have to go one and two. So. Yeah, it was fair enough. I don't. I don't think we got it. We got shafted here. Uh, you know, it and and we end up getting Clemson. And a month ago, I was saying the one thing I really wanted from Clemson because if they got two tombstones that they celebrate over with Ohio State's name on them, that just irritates me to no end. That's a great way to to you know uh, celebrate your victories. You know, if if I was uh, at a school, I would think about setting up something like that because it's just really, uh, it's galling, and it's got to feel great to them. We need some Clemson payback. We really need to to whip this team. Would have been nice to uh, uh, make Baker Mayfield think about putting his uh, spear in the ground, his flag in the ground, but uh, to whip Oklahoma real good. But I really want some Clemson. And I think we got the team to do so, and then and then get to LSU, because LSU is going to beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma's defense is as putrid as Georgia's offense is. I was watching Baylor, and Baylor made so many mistakes, or or this thing would have would have went to hell in a handbasket last weekend if Baylor had beaten Oklahoma. Utah losing, uh, <laughs> who knows what was going to come out of that? Maybe Baylor moved up. But uh, they had a they had to fight Baylor, and Baylor just doesn't have that much offense. Oklahoma's really bad, so uh, 
uh, you know, it's we are we we have a better situation here. What is going to be more glorious, Buckeye Nation, than whipping Clemson, who we owe some payback, and then winning the national championship? We beat, uh, you know, those are the top three teams in the country. Let's and it's been that way for what a month or more. Ohio State, uh, Clemson, and LSU. To beat two of them, that would be an absolutely glorious uh, uh, finish to a championship season. Much like the championship you referred to with the wins over Alabama and Oregon, there was no doubt who was number one after that, and there would be no doubt this time. There's no doubt who the best defensive player in the country is. That's Chase Young. He won the Nagurski Award yesterday. Probably the least surprising win in a long time. In fact, I can't even tell you who else is up for the award. He is also up for the bigger one, a defensive guy getting invited to New York, Chase Young. Justin Fields will be going too. Another guy from Ohio will be going named Joe Burrow. And then for some reason, Jalen Hurts is going. What's your thoughts on the Heisman? I mean, it really does look like those guys are just getting a free trip to New York to watch Joe take a trophy. Your vibe? Well, I, I think that's what's going to happen, but I don't believe that he's 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 absolutely deserving. Let's give him credit. I mean, without him, what is LSU? This guy, he deserves to be the first quarterback taken off the board in the NFL draft. I can't believe anybody else is going to be considered this year. I've seen Herbert a couple of times, and he's not even a first-rounder. So, uh, you know, you, you – this this guy deserves everything he's getting. But the best football player in college football is Chase Young. Nagurski's always been a more uh, open to, you know, other things. Idea. The Heisman has always been about quarterbacks and running backs. That's who's going to win it. And you see what, what they have up there now. They got a defensive end that they could not ignore and three quarterbacks. So, you know, really, I'm just so proud of of the Buckeyes. Fields, that, that really was something I appreciate the, the uh, committee recognizing, is that Justin Fields belongs there. The Chase Young didn't get invited would have been a – it would have been – that just – it would have – the award would have lost even more luster if Chase Young does not even get invited to New York. Uh, He does get invited, though. It it says something. I mean, it's absolute proof of just how great he's been because they don't like doing it. They're going to give it to a quarterback or running back. So uh, Young, to me, as far as I'm concerned, he's already a winner that he's in New York. It says everything. And how? what's that going to say for recruiting, Dan, that – we got four spots up there in, uh, for the best football player in the country, and two of them are occupied by Buckeyes. So that that says it all right there, just how deep and talented this football team is. Especially when you consider of the four guys up there, the one who's going to win was a Buckeye. And if they were going to invite a fifth, it would have been a Buckeye and J.K. Dobbins. So Ohio State does a good job of adding talent to its locker room. We're going to take a quick break, come right back, break down some matchups of this Clemson tussle. Okay, we're back. Dwayne, as you look at Clemson off the cuff, you haven't broken down film yet. Your biggest fear when it comes to the Tigers? That uh, Trevor Lawrence will return to uh, last year's form. 
at the end of the year, that kid was playing quarterback as well as any quarterback that uh, we've seen at the college level in a few years. He was just looking like a generational talent. Uh, he has not reached those heights this year. I mean, he's still a, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. But the fact that um, there are two quarterbacks, or excuse me, three quarterbacks at uh, going to the Heisman vote, and he's not one of them, says that he's just not, you know, he went into the season under the most intense spotlight. He was the guy. He, he just absolutely shredded Alabama last year. Uh, by the end of that game, the only people watching were Clemson people. Maybe there are a few Alabama diehards that uh, uh, they got, uh, you know, they, they like pain. He was just destroying that defense. We've since learned that the Alabama defense is kind of easy to shred now. That's just crazy to think about with Nick Saban still at the helm. But anyway, uh, Lawrence is – the Lawrence, this – how many times have we seen players come – out of the season, and then they're really better by the time of the bowl game, the playoffs, whatever. Uh, a prime example is Jeffrey Akuda. He had a really solid year, but uh, and you could see the talent that he was going to be a special kid, but we didn't have to wait until the next season. He was the best player in the Rose Bowl last year. He was outstanding. I don't want to see Trevor Lawrence take this uh, all these practices, whether they get 15 before the, the game between Ohio State and Clemson. Who knows what, what he could he could he could get his mojo back, and that's my biggest concern. And he's played a lot better recently. What's so interesting is just get ready between now and the 2021 draft. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are going to be compared, dissected, etc. Two kids from the western suburbs of Atlanta. They're likely going to be the number one and number two picks in the draft next year. I can make a very strong argument that prospect-wise, each is a better prospect than Joe Burrow from a physical perspective. If you look at their pedigrees, I think their ratings may be two of the highest ever for a quarterback at 24-7. So 50 touchdowns and one interception for Justin Fields. If anybody would have predicted that on our message board, you'd have been run out of town, and our board is called the front row on buck nuts. Let's all be realistic here. The fact that we get Justin Fields back to go with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, et cetera, lot to look forward to. If I had to say the most – the scariest thing to me about Clemson is their receivers. They're big. They're fast. They win, it seems like, every jump ball and you have a 6-5 guy throwing to them, we have not gone up against receivers like that. I guess you could say the Michigan kids were a, a warm-up act to that, but they're nothing near the Justin Ross and company experience. we got plenty of time to get ready for that, and we have three number one drafts that's back there, so it'll be worth a shot. Let's finish with a little recruiting. It really is starting to feel like C.J. Stroud will be a quarterback in this class. The term second quarterback is used. I heard Bill Green on the BM5 yesterday say he does not view him as the second quarterback. Bill said if C.J. Stroud does matriculate to the class and join Jack Miller, he'd be the number one quarterback. What's your vibe on that? Well, I'm I'm still with Jack Miller, even though there are some things that uh, Stroud brings to the table that uh, I don't know if we have with Miller. Miller's an awfully mobile uh, big dude. He's a big dude, though. Uh, 
you know, and but he moves very well for a big dude. Stroud is more like what we've got with Justin Fields and and uh you know, just a guy that's very mobile. He's actually a zone read quarterback if we want to do if we want to keep using that uh in our offense and I don't see any reason in, in discarding it completely. Uh I don't want it to be a staple like it was with uh with Coach Meyer. But uh, I like it as a wrinkle it, it, when you've got a guy that can move. Throw that in there a few times a game and, and keep the defense honest. Uh, and, but here's the thing that just keeps why I really want a second quarterback, period. Uh, I just, the injury history with Miller, you've got to look at it. It's the elephant in the middle of the room. Let's stop ignoring it. He's had some injury history ever since we've uh, been aware of the guy. You know, and we talk about uh, you know the the, the best uh, attribute a quarter can quarterback can have is availability. I think that is in all professional sports. You gotta you gotta be able to get on the field, no matter how talented you are. If you're not on the field, you're your talent is not helping me win football games. So that's a thing. And and you've got to take a second quarterback. If we can get somebody as good as C.J. Stroud, that's the best quarterback class ever in our uh, – I mean, in Ohio State. You're just – you're going to get two guys like that? No. The – uh, looking back, I've seen classes that had multiple quarterbacks, and you're like, man, we got some uh, great quarterbacks in this class. But these two guys, wow. You know, you're only going to keep one of them with the transfer portal wide open like it is these days. Uh, but you get both of them, and, you you know, you get an opportunity to take a look at both of them. You pick the best one and know the other's going to leave. Yeah, okay, that's just the way it is. But having the opportunity to have two quarterbacks like this in our quarterback room, getting schooled by Yersik and and, uh, and Ryan Day, it's just you got to love that. We've got another year with Fields, and then we move on to one of those two. And and having a year that we can really look at these two kids and evaluate them and decide which one and do what we did uh, <clears throat> with the field situation. This is our guy. We're going with him, and we know that uh, the others are going to leave. Uh, yeah, okay, that's just the way it is. Both of them will be coming in knowing that they're going to be sitting for one year, and we can uh, we can learn about these guys, see, see which one's a better kid for our offense. Jack Miller is an Arizona native. You can bet he'll be out at a few practices and hanging around the Buckeyes as they prep for the Fiesta Bowl. Bucknutters, you can go to the Fiesta Bowl as well with us. We've partnered with EB Sports. There are travel packages available. Check the front page and get on it. Come hang out with Dave Biddle, Pat Murphy, and Steve Hellwagon. What more could you want? We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Have a great Tuesday, Bucknutters. Bucknutters.